Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's hour two of Fantasy Sports today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. We play our game of fantasy football, trust or bust. We even mix in a little Florida man discussion here on this show. But first and foremost, we got some burning questions that you guys want to know based on the questions that Joe has been getting all fantasy football season, including in his black book. Fantasy Sports today, hour two starts now. Sports today. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Oh, Pass is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Toss to White. And welcome back, Hour 2 of Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. Of course, Sean Guastamacchia producing as always. Thank you guys so much for downloading our show if you're listening on demand on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget, for those of you who are listening on uh, outside of a mobile device, maybe a laptop of some kind, audioboom.com without having to use any apps gives you access to the show 24 hours a day. Seven days a week, Joe and I here on Monday through Thursday. Brad Ziegler normally joins the show every Friday. And so, Joe, kind of diving back into some of the questions. I know a lot of people ask you questions. They ask me questions on social media. And it's always that dynamic of trying to figure out how to help somebody with their fantasy football team without really getting a full understanding of the league and the players and who's involved in it. But I know that you've gotten a lot of questions, and I'm wondering what some of the best ones are. Well, we do. And the best ones I solicit basically these questions uh, all the way back in May, <clears throat> some questions that are on people's minds. And when I get kind of repeating questions or I get some of the same themes, I like to put them in the opening of the black book, because if the majority of people are thinking about them, then that means the majority of readers are thinking about them. And we at least need to have the discussion. We might not have an answer all the time, but I think the most important thing is to have an intellectual discussion and then arm people to say, okay, here's our best guess. Here's our take. Here's our analysis on it. And then you can make the decision if you still believe in this player or not based on all these things we're giving you. And one of the big hot topics has been Le'Veon Bell. Where do I draft him? Is he still this guy that he was in Pittsburgh? And I think this is one of those situations where you look at the asset of Le'Veon Bell, and I still absolutely believe he's an RB1. I would have loved to have seen him play a little bit in preseason with Sam Darnold. I understand why they didn't play him out there, but it would have been nice to at least see him operate in the offense a little bit. But alas, I'm not going to get that opportunity. I still believe in him as an RB1. I still believe in him, especially as a first-round pick, a probably later first-round pick, in any PPR league, full-point PPR or half. I think where I struggle is the conversation of him still as an elite back, and that's because he's no longer in an elite offense. So I'll pose the question to you. What's your approach with Le'Veon Bell? Because it varies, Craig. There's some people who are out on Le'Veon Bell because of Adam Gase, and there's some people who look at it and say, hey, you're giving me a discount on Le'Veon Bell. I'll take the discount on Le'Veon Bell 
and realize he's not in Pittsburgh, it's going to be a little different. But still, 85%, 90% of Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh days is still a running back I think you want on your fantasy team. How are you approaching Bell this year? Yeah, I like their quarterback. I think their receivers are on the weaker side. Their best tight end suspended for four games. And and really the biggest question for me is that how that offensive line performs because they were the worst in all of football last year as graded out by pro football focus. So yeah, that that's a little bit of a concern because of his running style, but I don't think that you could doubt the ability that he's had through the years. I also love the fact that this is not a running back that played 16 games last year. It's one that completely missed the season. And so less tread on those tires is important for me. I still think he's a first round pick in fantasy. I'm not taking I'm still taking Ezekiel Elliott over him, and I believe Elliott ends up playing. But I think it is a fair question. Now they did bring Khalil out of retirement to play on that offensive line. I think that was really key uh, for the Jets. Uh, Adam Gase does fall in and out and of love with his players very quickly. So that is somewhat of a concern for me too. But with no clear backup and no clear other options for Gase to go to at running back for me, Joe, I think that Bell is a rock-solid guy that in a worst-case floor scenario, I would project somewhere around 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns and 40 catches for four or 500 yards and two or three more touchdowns, which probably would not project to a first-round pick in fantasy. But his floor is more or less for me a second- or third-round pick, which makes him very viable because, as we know, out of the 12 picks that are going to be drafted in the first round in snake drafts in fantasy football, three or four, maybe even five, are going to end up being bust this year. It happens every single year. And the Adam Gase factor is, I think, what scared a lot of people off Bell. And to which my retort is always the same thing, which is, hey, he never had a weapon this good. I get that he's fickle sometimes. I understand that. That's a fair assessment. But he's also never had Le'Veon Bell. And he's also never had an organization putting as much money into a player like Le'Veon Bell. So I think there's pressure from management to play him and make sure that they're getting their investments out of him. Uh, but I do think you're right in the assessment that He's a little bit closer to that pool of the Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb running backs than he is to the Camara, CMC, Saquon Barkley, which is where I think heading into last year he was in that top five grouping. I think he's more in the bottom five grouping in terms of where he is closer. And that's why relative position value is so useful because it proves that out too. He's basically like a fantasy league average RB1, which I think is fair. I think every week you roll him out there as your RB1, you're going to be okay. I don't know if it's going to win you a league, but I think you're going to be okay. Another guy too, another big running back, the Todd Gurley question. I think there was some gross overreaction early on about the arthritic knee. And I get it. In a dynasty keeper scenario, I totally understand. You should absolutely be concerned and have plans involved. But all the news so far at the camp has been very positive. He's taken weight off, which is, I'm sure, going to help the knee. They seem to have a different approach of how they're going to utilize him, or should I say not utilize him in practice all year, including this preseason. And I think, and I will stand by this, I plant the flag on this, that Todd Gurley, when all said and done, will finish as a top five RB in terms of points because I still think they're going to go to him for the touchdowns. And I still think even if they ease up on him on some games uh, where they have a commanding lead, that he's still going to give you enough that day to be a very, very useful fantasy asset. So I pose it to you. What's your Todd Gurley threshold, Craig Mish, this year? Yeah, I, I, I took him in a league last week because uh, I thought I was failing in the draft and it would and he was the only one left at an overpay. And so I went ahead and did it. But that was not based on information. Uh, it was based on gut. I think this is all gut. Anybody who tells you they really know with him is impossible. If you would have went into the Super Bowl and you would have thought that Todd Gurley would be a shell of himself in the Super Bowl, then I, I don't know how and, you know, with, you know, and I'll look cue to you here. I don't know how anybody could possibly think that he's going to be great. If you have a hunch that he will and you think that he will, then, yeah, I mean, I think you do what you're talking about doing there. But 
man, this guy couldn't play in the Super Bowl. So I can't sit here and say that this guy's going to be a monster this year. And I'm somebody, and I'm only playing in four or five leagues, and I'm somebody who's highly invested in him. So this is just one of those that we'll just have to wait and see. If you guess right, in my opinion, it is a guess. If you guess right, then you're rewarded. If you guess wrong, it could be a nightmare. But he's a league winner if he ends up doing what you're saying, and he could potentially be a league loser if he doesn't end up playing a lot this year. So, Joe, my simple answer to this is no hot take, no strong opinion. I simply don't know with him this year, and and that's uh, it would be only with me guessing and nothing else. Well, I've got a ton of shares, and uh, my belief is you take risk on guys who can win you leagues, and I think there's very few of those guys out there. Todd Gurley is one of those guys. He's a difference maker. And therefore, I'm going to if I'm going to be wrong on Todd Gurley, that's fine, because being wrong on him means I was wrong on potentially the best running back in the game. And that's something that you can say, hey, at least I took a shot on that instead of taking shots on guys that are unproven or have never done it before. Yeah. If he did it in the Super Bowl, I would have felt a lot better. I was really, Me too. <laughs> I was really just, even if he looked OK in the Super Bowl, I would feel a lot better. I was super discouraged from that. And we're only about five months removed. So we'll see. Maybe it ends up working out. And again, this is coming from somebody that in a very important league has Todd Gurley, too. Hey. But it's, it is simply a guess for me to say, hey, look, Todd Gurley, Josh Gordon, you take these guys, you may win. If they're busts, you're going to be out pretty quickly. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. When we come back, it's talking about busts, fantasy football, trust or bust. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish, don't go away. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement? money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow the number 100.com Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere.
Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers get rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I like fantasy sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. Time for our daily fantasy football trust or bust segment. Craig Mish, Joe Pizapia. We go through several names, several players. And you may be asking yourself, if you've been listening to the segment every day, what is a true trust? What is a true bust? Well, obviously, this is not just based on the player. It's also based on where you are drafting the player and his average draft position. It's based on how much you are paying for this player if you are in a salary cap league. These are all things auction-wise, snake draft-wise, that you have to factor in, league size. There's so many factors that go in there. Too many that we could do each player and talk about them for two hours. But this is just simply, hey, look, based on where he's being taken, are you in or are you out on this player? And Joe, we'll start off today with yet another running back that seems to be being talked about a lot in the fantasy landscape. He's got, it looks like a very quality backup behind him in Justice Hill. But through the years, we've doubted Mark Ingram year after year and year after year. He's piled up those touchdowns, but not with New Orleans anymore. He is in Baltimore. Fantasy football trust or bust this year for Mark Ingram of the Ravens. This is going to be unpopular, but I'm going to trust him. And I'm going to trust him because... They're going to give him the football. It's going to be a very run heavy attack over there. I don't, it's great that they say that they want Lamar Jackson to throw the ball 30 times a game. That's great. I will see if that happens. We'll see how many times that happens. But in the meantime, I think the little nugget that you threw out there already is very true, which is how many times have people not believed in this guy and how many times he put up good fantasy seasons and he can catch the ball out of the backfield too. We forget that he was very proficient at doing that in new Orleans before Alvin Kamara showed up. So I think Mel, uh, Mark Ingram was this guy that was never quite what Sean Payton wanted him to be or not quite how they wanted to run the offense. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to get out from there. A great opportunity in terms of shares, in terms of touching the football. And that's why I'm in on him. And looking at the PPR, he's RB23. So what does that mean? So basically, he's your low-end RB2 or first flex up. And that's fine. Or maybe even your third running back on your team, depending on how you drafted. I love him as a third running back, as a flex play. Every week, you know exactly that you're going to get a 20 touches from him. And I think that's what you're going to get. Uh, I think this is a big positive, And I think he's the guy that sees the goal line work. So Justice Hill has a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see him on the field, too. It's been a little up and down in camp this last preseason game, a little down for him. But for me, looking at uh, Ingram going forward, I like him. I say trust. Yeah, I trust him as a flex play. I don't know that I want him as my RB2. That's a little bit of a concern for me, especially in a PPR where you know that is not happening. And also it is working against him that the magic age of 30 is approaching. But certainly you're right about Baltimore. They are going to run the ball for sure. Last year they ran through Gus Edwards, Alex Collins. 
several different running backs. I would expect them to do the same thing this year. So that does give me a little bit of pause because I know that Ingram isn't going to be the main ball carrier there. He also had a suspension a couple of years ago. There are some things working against him. I would trust him as a flex. I would not want him as my RB2. That would be How my about favorite. him or Sony Michelle? They're back to back basically in ADP. I'd rather have Ingram than Sony Michelle. Yeah. That's I, 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 because I, I don't have a clue what the Patriots are going to do from a week to week basis. None. Zero whatsoever. I agree. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go over to the wide receiver uh, position. And Tyler Boyd made all kinds of noise last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. And now he's in a position, Joe, at the very least, let's call it week one and week two. It looks like that A.J. Green is not going to play at least week one. So, look, this the fantasy season, Joe, it's 13 weeks. Every week is a monster. This is not like playing 16 weeks. And if Tyler Boyd can be your wide receiver three or maybe even wide receiver two, carry you to two wins with two monster games, you'll take that any day of the week, even if the rest of the season isn't that good. Two wins in fantasy is huge. I think people forget how big every fantasy win is. But at the same time, never been the featured guy. It is Andy Dalton. It is the Cincinnati Bengals. Probably playing from behind some, too. Is that good? Is that bad? You got a trust or a bust here on Tyler Boyd? I'm going to trust him because I feel like, generally speaking, since the A.J. Green injury, there's been a little less heat on him where people kind of gone off of him. And I've seen the ADP fall in a lot of drafts. And that makes him an even better investment. I know the knock on him is, well, last year he wasn't good when A.J. Green wasn't around. Well, Andy Dalton wasn't around either during that period. So it's kind of tough to judge him during that period of time. And I don't think that's fair to Tyler Boyd. And I think Tyler Boyd's a guy that people forget how excited they were about him as a rookie. And then the same things happen. He doesn't quite live up to expectations. And then he gets discarded and forgotten about. And then he bounces back and a couple years later has a season of a thousand yards and everybody gets excited about him again. I'm excited about him. I'm excited about him in the West coast offense. I get those limitations with Andy Dalton, but right now he's going as wide receiver 21. He's going in that same range as guys like Cooper cup, who I think I would rather have Cooper cup considering that offense. He's going uh, the same as guys like DJ Moore, And I think that's a really good discussion. I'd rather have Calvin Ridley. I'd rather have Cooper cup. I think Tyler Boyd is right in that discussion as a low-end wide receiver, too. If you can get him as a three, I think it's a great spot. And I'm personally in the belief that that two-week thing with A.J. Green is going to be more like a four-week thing. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. So, yeah, interesting for me. I do have Boyd in one league, and I'm feeling like let me just capitalize here in the first couple of weeks and then hope for the best. Also, let's put it out there. I do think the Bengals trade A.J. Green this year if he's healthy. I think the Bengals are all in on uh, on tanking and getting a quarterback, one of the few teams in the league with no future whatsoever at quarterback, Cincinnati. I mean, if, they, they, if they're going to get a top quarterback, they're going to only need to probably lose about 13, 14 games. The way to do that, trade your players. It's tanking. All right, uh, let's move on to our third player here, and this is an interesting one because after the top tight ends are gone in fantasy, Joe, in these snake drafts, people think that they're getting Evan Ingram and they're getting essentially a tier two number one tight end. I am in a dynasty league. Evan Ingram is on my team, so I obviously am hoping that he has a really solid year. I don't expect him to be Kittle. I don't expect him to be Kelsey. Do I expect it to be, to be Ertz? Uh, maybe so. I don't know. Does he get into that tier? Do you trust Evan Ingram, or is it just too dicey a situation with the quarterback there? I'm going to say bust because I think people are being a little too aggressive on Evan Ingram. And I like the talent. I understand the logic and the thought process. And maybe I'll be wrong about this, but what I've seen so far out of Evan Ingram is a very good tight end, um, but I've also seen some inconsistencies at times. And I think that when you're looking at him and trying to gauge what's happening, 
out there in the marketplace is because tight end is such a dramatic drop off. People are overpaying. Once OJ Howard goes off the board, they're overpaying immediately. I've even seen Evan Ingram go ahead of OJ Howard, which I disagree with wholeheartedly. And we could spend an hour on all that reason why I would not do that. But to me, it's those top three. OJ Howard is right on that cusp for me. He's right in that next conversation. And then it's a, it's a drop off to the Hunter Henry's Evan Ingram's of the world. And I just feel like people are putting Evan Ingram a little bit too high up there with the whole, well, there's no Aldo Beckham. So, 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 so it's gotta be this guy. Well, not always, not always. It's gotta be. And they've got a guy who's injured in Shepard coming back from an injury. They got a guy who's out a suspension from golden Tate. And just because he's the last man standing doesn't mean that he's going to necessarily be able to, not get defended all the time. And that's the thing. It's like, well, if he's he's the last man standing, that's not necessarily the best thing for Evan Ingram's game. So I'm going to say bust right now. Okay, bust for Ingram. Hope not for me, but... I hope not for you. <laughs> I hope not well, for you me. Well, you already own him, so it's okay. I'm Too talking anyway. more of a bust in terms of where he where you have to draft him. That's my sure. goal. Yeah, understood. Okay, uh, and at the quarterback position, let's move over to someone who's kind of in the middle of the pack. Eventually, it does end for quarterbacks. Eventually, the question is, Joe... Our last one, does it end for Ben Roethlisberger this year? He, he's Look, he's, he's done it with everyone, right? He's done it with Mike Wallace. He's done it with Santonio Holmes. He's done it with Plaxico Burris. He's done it with Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders. Like he's, I don't know. Has he made all these guys? Is that fair to say? I don't know. But eventually it does end. Is this the year it ends for Ben Roethlisberger? Not a top four or five quarterback, but certainly after that, Fantasy football, trust or bust? Ben Roethlisberger. No, no, I trust him. He's fine. It'll be fine. Juju's there. James Washington is going to show up. Connor's there. He threw for 5,000 yards and 34 touchdowns. Those are career highs. Eight 300-yard games. If you're playing in leagues where six-point TD and you're playing in uh, situations where there's bonuses for 300-yard games and stuff like that, yeah, he's 37, whatever. But I think he's uh, now he's got the whole keys to the castle himself without any of the problem children quote unquote around. So I absolutely trust Roethlisberger. This is an easy one for me. All right. So there you go. Fantasy football, trust or bust Ingram Boyd Ingram and Ben Roethlisberger coming up next. We dive into a different topic in fantasy, but this is actually where I live in Florida. Wacky stuff so our first ever Florida man segment is coming up next for the wacky stories going on You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. 
So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321-321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321-321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321-321. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And now it's time on Fantasy Sports Today to see what's going on in the Sunshine State with Florida Man. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet San Diego State minus three and they beat Hawaii by seven, well, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. New Jersey only. If you have a gambling problem, call one 800 Gambler, and this is Fantasy Sports Today with Joe Pizzapia and Craig Mish, and it is time for Florida Man, as you heard there in the open, as we break down some stories that happen in Florida. I've always wanted to do this, finally have the outlet to do it, and I I finally have somebody to talk to about it, too, so that's why we're going to do it here on this show. So let's start it off, Joe. I'm going to tell you a story. You tell me uh, what you think about it. So we'll start off with this one. A different kind of Cinderella story. Deputies in Florida say a shoe left behind at a robbery led them to an arrest for a 30-year-old Bradenton man, which is the west coast of Florida. On February 3rd, deputies say two men approached outside a kiosk at a mall in Ellington. They broke into the register, started to steal cash. Two workers confronted the man. They got into a fight that ended with one of the workers on the ground being kicked. And during the fight, the worker grabbed the man's shoe. Now, both suspects fled, leaving the injured victims behind. Deputies sent the shoe to to, uh, be DNA tested. And the sheriff's office found 
the man. His name was Nicholas Bishop or is Nicholas Bishop of Bradenton. So lesson learned there, Joe. If you're going to rob someone, you may want to run out with your shoe. Yeah, tie your shoes. Like your mother always said, tie your shoes. What are you doing? Why don't you tie your shoes? And this is why. Because if you're going to kick somebody near a kiosk of some kind, you don't want to leave evidence behind. Here's the only thing is there's one major detail left out of this, which is what kind of shoe was it, Craig? Yeah. It, like that's never, what was it, we're talking like is like a sketcher. Was it like a they never like, said they never say. Is it an Air Jordan? Is it like some cheap? I think Walmart it was Crocs. Shoes? It was Crocs. <laughs> I do not want to be doing the DNA testing on. Crocs. No, no, that was smelly, smelly DNA. Oh, was really kicking in. Crocs. I didn't you know, know Crocs, people Crocs were shoes in Florida. Yeah, they're making a comeback that. Crocs, by the way. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> they, do you ever wear Crocs or no? No, I have never. I know I've got two kids, but I've never worn Crocs. I'll wear you, sandals. And okay, yeah. Say, are you a socks guy or a non-socks guy? In the summertime, I'm a non-socks guy as much as possible. I just, I don't know. It's summertime. I want to let everybody hang out and get some whoa, sun. Whoa, hey, oh, why are you doing? A little too far there. A little too far. <laughs> or not far enough. But yeah. uh, well, well, you're not. My, my grandfather was a was a black socks and sandals kind of fella. No, that's a lot. Let me tell you. It is. It is. Yeah, I'll. Uh, it depends on the day for me. You know, I'm, usually I'm a socks guy, but I do wear sandals, as you said, in the summer. It does get hot here in Florida. Speaking of which, our second Florida man story. Here's a Florida man who was arrested last weekend after allegedly using a machete to threaten a person over a dispute about an unflushed toilet. Keith Mounts, 46 years old, detained earlier this week at eight o'clock in the evening by officers near Tampa. This is in Pasco County. According to the victim, the suspect pointed a large knife in his face and warned that he would chop him over the bad bathroom etiquette. Now, in the arrest report, the weapon was located in the yard of the suspect's house where the confrontation occurred. The victim had been afraid that he would cause harm to him. And also in the police report, the account of the incident was not clear if it was a flush or if it was just left in there. But either way, in an email, a police spokesman said the suspect did not flush. And when the victim called him out on it, the suspect then threatened him with a machete. So, Joe, bathroom etiquette, and you've been involved in sword fighting before. It, it, it <laughs> Not in lead, the bathroom. <laughs> it could lead to some serious damage. You may want to flush. Uh, yeah, the courtesy flush. So, uh, once again, etiquette, manners. We've lost our manners and etiquette in the world. And apparently Florida is that first place to burn because of it. And that's clearly what's going on. Are, are you one of these people that also holds to the, the urinal etiquette, too? When you go in, there's a line of urinals and there's one person at one side. You have to leave a, 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 at least a, a one urinal cushion between you. I, I don't know. Really, really. There was a long just, delay there for that answer. Well, so wait, no, no, yeah, I was thinking wait. about it. Yeah. So there was like if there's like six urinals and there's one guy, let's say urinal number two. You're going to go oh, right yeah. next to the I mean, number three? No, no. No, that's no, what I'm no, saying. The, the urinal cushion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, but but again, Joe, if you go to somebody's house and, and you have to do your business there and you don't flush, I mean, that's I, I mean, I don't know if that's murder etiquette, but it's 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 pretty bad, right? Like, like <laughs> no, I would depends. be pissed, too. Depends on what he ate, I guess. <laughs> Does it really matter? Somebody comes to your house, Joe Pizapia. They take a dump uh-huh. in your toilet and they come out and later on it's just sitting there. You're not going to go like, oh, what the heck? I am going to go, oh, what the heck? And I may threaten him uh, with, with a, a sword. Yeah, there you I, go. I guess, I, I guess that is more my alley. That's what we yeah. do here in Florida. We threaten. I'm, I'm planning on it. Home. You know, I've got, you know, the whole shotgun thing. You know, you have daughters and stuff. Well, you know, you have pretty daughters. You're going to have the shotgun eventually when the boys come around. See, I don't believe in that at all. I believe in like polishing a machete or something like that when they come through the door. Because, you know, bullets, that that's a pet's pain. That could be over very quickly. When you stab somebody, that hurts for a long time. 
There's, there's a lot there going on there. See, Gary, that's, Gary that's real intimidating. We better not disagree right. on fantasy. Keep that in mind, my friend. Keep that in mind. All right. Our final Florida man story. We go over back to around the Tampa area. This is in Dunedin, which uh, to give you some context here, this is in Pinellas County. Dunedin is actually the city where the Toronto Blue Jays play spring training. A uh, man is facing disorderly intoxication charge after deputies say, deputies say he harassed a Michael Jackson impersonator while drunk outside a club in Dunedin. Now, deputies say that somebody called 911 around 1030 Saturday night, this past Saturday, to report a man trying to start a fight behind a club in downtown Dunedin. The man identified in the report, 51-year-old, we'll leave his name out. His first name is Todd. Uh, According to the arrest report, Todd confronted a Michael Jackson impersonator after leaving the club. And deputies say, why do I say deputies? I don't know what's wrong with me. Deputies say. Because you've been in Florida too long. The deputies. I'm looking at I'm like going to be on Dukes of Hazard next. Deputies <laughs> say that Todd approached the impersonator performing nearby. He started yelling at him, accusing him of promoting Michael Jackson's alleged molestation of children. Okay. Uh, but accusing him, and he, of course, was not Michael Jackson. He, of course, is the impersonator. And also, uh, they stated that even though he had not been drinking alcohol all night, he reeked of alcohol. His speech was slurred. And he mumbled. So uh, very clearly, Joe, a Florida man story, very confused Florida man going after a Michael Jackson impersonator who uh, we have no at least alleged reports of uh, child molestation because, of, again, this is not Michael Jackson. Right. And and I think when I was reading this at first, I was thinking to myself, well, what are the chances this guy thought it actually was Michael Jackson to begin with, especially when you see the picture of the guy? Uh, but you know what? I kind of feel like this guy's got a point. You know, I mean, really. I feel feel like he does, and I feel like there's not a lot of R. Kelly impersonators out there, right? That's not real popular. This is is two different guys here. I mean, Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Well, really? Did you watch Leaving Neverland? Because I did. Of course, I did. But and again, even if all of those things were true, Michael Jackson technically never arrested, never um, arrested many times, never convicted. Right. Settled out of court. Right. OJ Simpson wasn't convicted either. But let's let's not uh, you you get to hang out with him down in Florida. Absolutely true. But I but and again, look, Michael Jackson clearly does not have a clean slate. And clearly things happened that were um, not kosher. But I think think R. Kelly's at another level here. Honestly, I just I put him. And by the way, it's that far off. I really don't. And and by the way, Michael Jackson, in terms of a performer, no question is, you know, there, oh, are, there are, I, I don't iconic. think there are Kelly impersonators going singing. I mean, that's, that's the difference here for me. I don't know. All, all I know is them, them fantasy sports today, boys sure do get themselves into a bit of a pickle. It's <laughs> very yeah. Duke's hazard. Right now. <laughs> I don't know, know, man, this one, I, I get it. I, I think at this point there's, there's so much smoke there and so many, I mean, look, you know, people don't come forward with that stuff lightly and the amount of people that have and i'll tell you what i kind of ran into this this is kind of a funny side note this happened to me it's a true story um somebody sent me a a a game of one of my you know one of my people sent me on twitter a funny game of thrones meme that had um daenerys riding the dragon and blowing the fire and then out of the fire came michael jackson in the in the black or white video which was very funny and i replied back just like a one-off not thinking about it oh that's hilarious hide the kids michael jackson twitter came after me craig came after me in force started retweeting it people started coming, you're ignorant this and this and this throwing these like fbi links and things like that and i'm like look man 
like all I know is that there's a lot of kids and a lot of adults out there now that have a lot of the same story. And if you're going to defend a child molester, that's up to you. Uh, but Michael Jackson Twitter is a thing. So I'm going to go hide in a corner because I don't want them to come after me again. It was uh, it was frightening. Very, okay. very scary times. Look, fair, yeah. fair point there by Joe Pizapia. Maybe I'm not looking at this the right way. Maybe R. Kelly and. Michael Jackson are both in that same category, but either way, it's an impersonator. It's not Michael Jackson. It's not the same yeah. guy. No, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, the, not it's not the same guy. But I mean, look, How could you it's, impersonate a child molester is what you're saying, basically. Like what I'm just, saying is, why do you want to? At what point? At what point do we put? I mean, I'm not make a living, Joe. Everybody's got to make a living out there, even if you're you in a making a living. What's that saying? You think he's really making a living off of this? <laughs> why is he doing it? He could sell know. Popeye's chicken sandwiches and make more money, right? <laughs> Not Let's hope so. That's productive, at least. All right. Well, that's our Florida Man uh, segment <laughs> for today. We may never do this again, but we thought at least we would do it one time. Oh, we'll we're take- doing this again. Okay, we are then. Okay, let's take a quick time out. This is Fantasy Sports Today. When we come back, I had a draft last night. And I thought it went well, but obviously I got to lean on Joe Pizapia for this. And he'll have to tell me and see how we ended up doing in uh, in this very late night, unfortunate draft that we had uh, last night in Fantasy Football 12-team league. We'll dive into this player by player. I'll see if I can also dive into the grid here, answer some questions as well. Don't forget to listen to our show 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just by downloading the FNTSY app. You can also hear us over on iTunes and Android, wherever podcasts are listened to, Stitcher as well. You're listening to the show live on the FNTSY app, in addition to iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio as well. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk about a draft that I had last night. We'll get Joe's analysis and be back right after this. Fantasy Sports Network is you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet Sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own bet concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. 
proudly made in America. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Weekend wagers. Paxton, two runs, a five-hitter, six and two-thirds, 11 Ks against a good Dodgers team. I thought it was a good spot for the Yankees after getting swept in Oakland, you know. You know what they do? It's a good team. It's like, you know what? I know we like, you you, you could say you respect Oakland, but it's totally different when you go to Chavez Ravine, you're playing the Hollywood Dodgers, and you're coming off a sweep. You know the Yankees were going to bring their A game. Saturday and Sunday, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Evan TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Pizzapia and Craig Mish with you here on the show. And our time is almost up here on this Thursday. I feel like we've covered a lot, but maybe we have just saved the best for last. Because last night, and look, I'm in probably not as many leagues as the average analyst, the average expert, if you want to call a fantasy football expert, which to me is a little silly. But uh, I'm in a best ball league. I'm in a dynasty league. And I'm in two redraft leagues, one with a partner, which was one last night. And then hopefully if no hurricane hits my house, I'll be in one on Monday night. A lot of the guys are in Florida, so we'll just have to see how that works out. So four leagues, it looks like for me this year, which is not a lot. And that's kind of a sweet spot for me, at least for the time being, Joe. And last night, uh, I did a league, 12 team league where the quarterback gets four points, but minus two for a pick. So I kind of knew what the strategy would be there. Two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex, a defense, a kicker. This is a PPR league. So. Uh, 12 team league, Joe, uh, with Barkley off the board, Christian McCaffrey seemed to be the easiest pick right there. Any argument for not taking him in that spot? No, in the PPR, absolutely not. I think you got to go that route. I mean, people can make the case for Camara, but I, I still believe wholeheartedly that CMC can have a very, very productive season, a top five season. So in the PPR, it's a no brainer there. Okay, so coming back around the wraparound for uh, for the second pick, uh, we ended up taking Chris Carson. And Stefan Diggs. Now, going into that pick right there, right before we took, uh, we had Adam Thielen in the queue. And we ended up, uh, he ended up getting taken. So we went with Carson on the wraparound. We went with Diggs. So how would you feel of a team starting that way through the first three picks? Now, I like Carson and Diggs. I just kind of curious what other names were on the board there. Because I feel like there might be a a different way that I might have wanted to go mm-hmm. with that. So who went after that? And I would say, you know, let's say even after you took digs, who were the couple names right after? I'm just curious what my choices would have been on the board. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at that point, there really, you know, to me, weren't a lot of great options there. Um, so, I mean, I feel like that was the best direction for us to so go. So we had no Mike Evans, no Mike uh, Evans. Didn't. Mike Evans was uh, Mike Evans was there uh, for the digs pick. Yes, Mike Evans was there. Yeah, I mean, look, you could split hairs on this one. I'd rather have the true number one, even though Diggs had a one A type season last year. If if you do believe that Dalvin Cook is going to be Dalvin Cook this year, I think that adjusts your Stefan Diggs uh, volume just a tad in your brain. But 
I, look, I like both these guys. I think they're very solid values. I think they're guys that show up every week. And I actually do think quite a bit of Carson. And, and considering how much of an advantage you have at CMC, I think it's a good start, especially when you only have to play the two wide receivers, which is kind of funky. In a 12-team league, only two wide receivers. It's an interesting choice there. Yeah, it's just, you know, you kind of go with the way that it's set up. And that was, yeah. you know, that was kind of that was kind of part of it. So, you know, I mean, look, I, I think that the, the good thing about this is, is that we really we really wanted Carson and that was my thinking kind of going into the draft. And I thought that maybe we'd be able to get him and maybe even Thielen in round three, but it didn't end up working out. Uh, other guys that were on the board when we took Carson were carry on Johnson who went right after that. And then Mike Evans was the uh, pick right after that. And then we took Diggs in the third round. So that's kind of after Diggs, the other wide receivers. Just curious what the other names were. Yeah, the other wide receivers after Diggs were Edelman, Keenan Allen, Cooks, Amari Cooper. Those are yeah, the next four. I'm, I'm fine with the Diggs in that group. Um, you know, I'm not. I mean, we Amari probably would have taken Evans. Evans. We probably would have taken to Evans me. There, I think it, if you took Evans and then I think Carson would have made it around. I think you I think you reached on your guy a little bit. I think you could have had Evans and then gotten. And then um, take, yeah, could be. yeah, I do. But I'm look splitting hairs, but I like what you did next. That's for sure. OK, so round four comes around and we wanted to take Tyler Lockett and David Montgomery. That was the plan for round four and round five. Uh, Lockett was sniped the pick before us. So we took David Montgomery there, and then Godwin went off the board. We weren't going to take him, uh, Marlon Mack, and then we went back to wide receiver, and it was just kind of like go for the throat here at that point, Joe. Uh, I, I kind of was leaning toward Boyd a little bit. I would not have taken Alshon Jeffrey. T.Y. Hilton was available, but inevitably we went with Josh Gordon, who was that just huge boomer bust type player. So that's who we have through round five, through five players in the draft. I see. Now, Boyd, I'm I'm shocked because I think – Boyd would have been a very safe pick there where I wonder if Josh Gordon would have made it back to you in another round, like in another turn. I kind of, I guess it goes draft to draft where people believe Josh Gordon could be productive. It's amazing. This guy had this one glowing season and everybody can't shake it out of their head. And there's so many risk factors with him. I don't know for, I love Montgomery. So I'll tell you what, give me Montgomery all day long. And I kind of wonder if you had to have your, do over potentially would you have been happy knowing montgomery made it to you where he did going cmc evans digs and then getting montgomery's your second running back as opposed to your flex in the full ppr yeah could be i think so and i think that josh gordon was a little bit of a reach at that point but i just didn't like the other wide receivers that were there and to have as a in a two wide receiver league to have as my wide receiver two alshon jeffrey was just not something i wanted to do boyd i thought for a few weeks could be good Hilton, I was really iffy on, and then the names after that: Sterling Shepard, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I don't, I don't think he would have made it back, Joe. I don't think he no. would have made it. Back. Well, this is a lesson too for everybody out there listening because I think this year there is a really nice cushion of RB twos. The guys like Montgomery, the guys like Jacobs, some of the older guys like Mark Ingram, who we talked about earlier in the show today. That if you went, if you have two wide receivers in the first three rounds, whether it be in the first two picks or the second two picks or one and then three. You can really make up some ground in running back this year, and that's not always the case. There's a good amount of depth and a lot of arguments for guys, especially in the full point PPR, where you can add James White, Tariq Cohen, a couple of the other dudes into that conversation. Duke Johnson now you can add to that conversation to a certain extent too. So there's lots more outs, whereas that wide receiver group, that dries up a lot faster than people realize in terms of the true number one slash 1A guys. So what happened in this draft is because, as you mentioned, there are only two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex. The tight ends got pushed up pretty heavily in this league because you have to obviously start one. 
And so in the fifth round, Ingram went off the board. Then O.J. Howard went off the board in the fifth. And then in the sixth, Jared Cook went off the board. And then so did Hunter Henry. And I wouldn't say that we panicked at that point, but the list started getting thin. So in the sixth round, for some Josh Gordon protection a little bit, we went with a solid pick in Allen Robinson. We had Jar- uh, Jarvis Landry in the queue. He got taken again right before we Ugh. picked. So we took Allen Robinson, who I don't love, but I'm thinking if Gordon is a bust, okay, you put Allen Robinson in. He certainly is a wide receiver three, maybe with some wide receiver two upside, but I think it's there's, you're not going beyond that with that way that they run that system there. That's a shame. That. It's a shame that Landry got tonight because that's the perfect guy that would have slotted in behind Gordon where you could have said, yeah, look, I like the floor. Yep. yeah, well, like the floor every week of, of Landry or you see catches, 60 yards. Yeah, yeah. You see an opportunity with a Gordon play where you go, Oh, this is a Gordon week. Let's put him against this corner. Cause he's going to torch that guy. That, that would have been the perfect dude to, to step up there. That's very unfortunate. You should find where this guy is and go Florida man on him. <laughs> so Allen Robinson went, then Hunter Henry went off the board. And then at that point we made the decision to take Vance McDonald, uh, just too many tight ends were going off the board at that point, Joe. And we felt like if we did not have McDonald, the tight ends just got really thin after that. In fact, no tight ends got taken until Delaney Walker and Austin Hooper. We had Delaney Walker last year. He was out for the year, so that wasn't going to be a repeat performance. So uh, Vance McDonald ends up being our number one tight end, which was like the seventh tight end off the board in the seventh round. It's usually in terms of ADP, he went about 20 picks uh, earlier than he should have. But you kind of ha- we kind of had to react to the way that the draft was going. That was part of it. Yeah, and look, I, I don't want to spoil what's coming, but I think you did a really good job by getting that second tight end that you got because Vance McDonald's history of staying healthy is questionable. Yep. And I think the guy you took has a lot of upside who could, we talked about it just yesterday on the Black Book that they came out this morning, is there, there are some guys out there that might crack this top 12, and this was a guy you took later on that I think can. All right, so then uh, just kind of adding depth to the team in the eighth round, we took Marcus Valdez-Scantling, the arguably the second wide receiver. You skipped right over my boy. What did I skip over? Tom Brady, greatest quarterback oh, oh, we ever take, lived. Yeah, we didn't get it. It was later on for Brady. Later on. Oh, okay. Uh, right, Valdez-Scantling we took uh, as a, just an extra wide receiver, and then in round nine we took Darwin Thompson. So we're we're just going lottery picks here at this Love point. You get both of them into the draft, Joe. And I look, Geronimo Allison may be the guy in Green Bay. It's certainly possible that is. But Aaron Rodgers historically does throw to two wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, he always <laughs> does. Like he always like it's never just one guy. Look, Devonte Adams is the wide receiver one on Green Bay, but the other guy eats two. So if it ends up being Scantling, great. If not, we throw the pick away. But then I really wanted to have Darwin Thompson on my team just in case. That's a lottery ticket. That's a league-winning player type there. And maybe a bust. I don't know, Joe. But no, you look, listen, man. You be aggressive, and I'm telling everybody else, be aggressive on Darwin Thompson. There's a lot of reasons to be aggressive on him. And it's the system. It's the fact that the guy ahead of him is questionable. It's the fact that the guy ahead of him is 27 years old and you know not exactly established himself ever. And there's so many positives, especially where you got him. Darwin Thompson is your fourth running back in this league, in this format here. We already have CMC, Carson, and Montgomery. That is such a huge bonus where if he really does play well, that allows you flexibility to make a deal. Like If if you were able to flip off a good couple games of Darwin Thompson and Diggs and get a Michael Thomas in that, oh my gosh, like that that's a huge game. And, and you've done a good job by doing that. And I'm Team MVS too, so... For me, that's a no-brainer. I love these two back-to-back picks in terms of depth, in terms of upside. They don't work out. They don't work out. But if just one of them works out, I think that's a real league changer for you. 
In the 10th round, we took Tom Brady, a quarterback. And clearly the reason why quarterbacks were very late taken in this draft is because four points for a touchdown, two points minus two for a pick. There's no, no value whatsoever for quarterbacks here. Usually it's a six and minus two for whatever reason. That's the way they went here. So we waited. We took Brady. Goff went right after Brady. And then in round 11, we took Alexander Madison. Again, Joe, another just simply depth lottery pick. Cook, who I think could be fantastic, has missed like 16 games the last two years. I don't think that that's going to happen again this year, Joe, but if it does, we'll be ready. <laughs> we'll have Alexander Madison. That's basically all it is here at this point. Yeah, well, look, I, I think that's a wise one to go around. And, you know, going back real quick, just to the quarterback discussion you had there, why is it that people love to bring down the value of quarterback in fantasy? It's only the most important position on the field in real football, and I like my fantasy to mirror the real game. If quarterbacks have the most value and you can't really have a winning franchise without a really good quarterback, at least, you know, a competitive one. Why the hell do we discount them so much in fantasy? I don't understand this. Let's, let's beef up quarterback scoring. Let's make them more important. Let's find ways to do it or let's move. Come on, everybody. Let's make Superflex the new industry standard where you have to account for another spot where you have to potentially play a quarterback in. And that changes things incredibly. And I just, I don't like leagues where you downgrade a quarterback and you only play one of them. That's, to me, just mind-blowing. It doesn't make any sense at all, and it's no fun. All these guys on the waiver wire with talent who are leading organizations to the playoffs, and they're not even rostered. It's just stupid. I hate it. All right, so then let's uh, wrap up the, the, the draft discussion with this. Uh, we took Harrison Butker. Yes, there's a kicker in this draft. We took him in the 12th round. Two kickers, by the way, were gone before we even took Butker, if you can believe that, in the 12th <laughs> round. And then in the third, uh, 13th round, Mark Andrews will be the backup tight end for us on Baltimore. Uh, I'm a big believer in streaming defenses and the Bengals play at the Browns week one. So we took the Browns defense. We'll cut them after the week. We'll pick up somebody else week two. As I've told you, I'm going to do in the draft, Joe, and I put my money where my mouth is. We uh, flipped the coin and took Demaria Crockett running back on Houston. If he doesn't play in week one and week two where he gets cut, we cut him. If he ends up being Arian Foster, we got Arian Foster. But why not? It's the 15th round. And then in the 16th round, Joe, we took Jacoby Myers who, again, don't know if he's going to even make the team, but if he does and something happens to Gordon, well, there's our kind of insurance on Josh Gordon potentially with New England. So that's kind of how I, we uh, wrapped it up yesterday. Yeah, uh, I like it. I think it did all right. I I think I would have rather had Evans. That's just me uh, going into this season. That's the only thing, but I think the rest of it's tremendous. I love Darwin Thompson. I love being aggressive on him. I've been you know, taking all kinds of shares of him in early drafts, real cheap just to see. And now that there's a little bit of that heat there, there I'm more apt to be aggressive on him because I do think it's one of those scenarios where we'll look back on and we'll go, oh, right. Yeah, we should have all seen that coming because it happens every year where one of these guys that we think is going to be a top 10 running back just disappears from the face of the earth. And that happens every season, it seems like now. And I think Damian Williams just seems like the perfect candidate for so many reasons why. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up next, it's a little exit velocity. Don't go away. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. 
I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh said. 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, oh, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time. The best date 100.com. Weekend fantasy update. Right? You're going to see Eli in there until the Giants are kind of are eliminated from uh, competing for the playoffs. I point week 14. The last three games, they have the Dolphins, and then I think they uh, finish yeah. off against the Dolphins, Redskins. Washington, and then right. Philly. And who knows right. if Philly will have right, to play for. Right after their bye, I, they have a, a game against the, uh, the Bears. Bears. I think, yeah, so I don't know if you want to introduce Jones to NFL football at Soldier Field. Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. We got full-time fantasy coming your way next before we wrap up the show. As always, we end it with a little bit of a hot take from either Joe or me, and we end today with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit Velocity. Nice Velocity. Yeah, it's going to be a tough few days in the Mish household. No question about that. And guys, you know why? It's not because of fantasy. It's not because of reality. It's not because the Marlins have lost a million games in a row. It's because we got a hurricane staring down the bat, the barrel of the east coast of Florida, and I am in South Florida, and this thing looks like it's coming at least close to me, so you can only imagine what this does, and here's what it does, folks. If I lose internet and I lose connection over the next few days, Joe Pizapia is going to stand up and he is going to step in for me, so just keep that in mind next week, folks. It ain't my fault if I ain't on the show blame hurricane dorian what kind of name is dorian anyway who comes up with these hurricane names absolute joke go with a regular name like mike or steve or joe for that matter or craig even if you want 
Dorian, please, please don't come here, by the way, Dorian. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to John Lobb for coming on the program. Thank you to Chris Pavona for producing the show today. Full-time fantasy is next. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.